Whether you're working a corporate job, side hustling, or building a business, Working Girl Talk is the podcast and community for women who work. I'm your host, Abby Zufeld, and I'm here to help you feel confident walking into the workday and to help you get excited about your career. Now, let's talk. Hi friends, welcome back to Working Girl Talk. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is going to be a fun quick episode just to end the year off right. I know that it's December and we need all the inspiration we can get right now. We're almost to the finish line of the new year and I thought I'd bring back one of our most popular episodes this year and it's going to be a good time. But first, let's dive into some headlines because a lot's been going on. So Reddit has filed confidentially for an IPO, according to the Wall Street Journal. And the social media company said in a blog post, it filed paperwork with the SEC to go public. Didn't say too much more, though. As of August, Reddit said it had a valuation of about $10 billion, which we discussed a few months ago. And Zoom users could qualify for an $85 million class action lawsuit against the video meeting company over privacy concerns, according to Mass Live. This is so wild. The $85 million lawsuit claimed that Zoom improperly shared users' personal information and had insufficient security on its platform, according to Yahoo News. And MassLive went on to say some customers have received an email from this weird looking email address it's no reply at zoommeetingsclassaction.com and they said despite it sounding like spam it's a real address according to vice and each user in the u.s who quote registered used opened or downloaded the zoom meetings application end quote whether on a desktop or smartphone, the company may be forced to pay out a portion of the settlement. So definitely click the link to this article. And it's also kind of concerning that data was improperly shared because we know Zoom had a few concerns and there's been headlines about it, but I'm not sure to what extent. So what's going on there? Definitely check the link and check it out. And Jack Harlow, the Grammy-nominated rapper, will bring his fans along for the unveiling of several new projects geared toward younger consumers alongside KFC. So Jack Harlow and KFC have teamed up for a year to do some partnerships and not exactly clear what this looks like, but they released these photos of Jack Harlow with all this KFC branding. And so that should be an interesting partnership to watch. Lastly, TechCrunch revealed Apple's App Store 2021 award winners. So let's go through some of them. So the top free iPhone apps of 2021 were TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Messenger, Google Maps, Gmail, Zoom, Amazon Shopping. Those were the top 10 free iPhone apps downloaded in 2021. We are just loving social media, aren't we? All of those are very social media heavy. Now let's dive into today's episode. So earlier this year, we had Lucy Basta on the show. She's the co-founder of WorkWell, a company that's placed over a thousand people in high paying jobs. This was the most popular guest episode of the year. So I thought I'd bring back some pieces of wisdom from Lucy as we finish out 2021. Today, you'll hear some resume tips and salary negotiation best practices and advice on leadership. If you want to hear the full episode, make sure to go back to episode 90. Enjoy. 
talked a little bit about resumes. What is one resume mistake that you think we're making that we should stop? Just one. <laughs> or we have a few. <laughs> no. um, I would say uh, highly specialize yourself. And the example that I gave with our client who's now at Amazon, you know, a generic position versus senior product marketing manager, two very different things. And I'll say the top half of your resume is prime real estate. Recruiters are spending less than six seconds on your resume. So don't waste it with like a bunch of space or like just like get get to the point because they're really skimming um, the top half. And so you want to have relevant work experience at that top half. Mm-hmm. So do you recommend not having that that little like pair when people do like a summary? Yeah. This is extremely controversial. Pretty open about a lot of things. This is something that I have made up my mind on based on our thousand plus data points. Um, No, summaries are usually very generic and a waste of time and they don't actually say anything or it's they say what everyone else is saying. I want to make a difference in the world and I want you, which is great. And six seconds, like, let's get to the point. What did you achieve? That's important. Just no summaries, please. (laughs) Love that. Everyone take note, no more summaries. I completely agree. I think that, and that is if they're asking for a cover letter, I think you could kind of throw that exactly in there as well. Salary negotiations. If somebody is nervous and they do not know where to begin with this, what do you recommend? How do we, how does somebody navigate that? People get very flustered and maybe we're missing out on some dollar signs here. Oh, all the tips. This is (laughs) one of my favorite conversations. Fun fact, Google invited us to go speak to their women leaders organizations on salary negotiation. They have a branch Waymo, their autonomous vehicle, but they were having sort of like this weekend where they, uh, Whitney, my co-founder, she gives talks on this. So if anyone can show up to any of her talks, she does them a couple times a year, but definitely want to check those out. And they're free because we want to empower the community with these skills. So what I will say is number one, know your market worth which is not to be confused with your intrinsic worth as a human being. So don't get that twisted. Um, And understand the range. It's really important to have a range when you're going into negotiation because, you know, that conversation starts with the initial phone screen. The recruiter is going to ask at the end, you know, what's your preferred base salary? The best way to do it is to deflect and say something like, well, what, what is the team, you know, I'm curious to know what you have in mind for the, what's the range, right? Something like that. And usually they'll give you the range. And if it's higher than the range that you had, play it cool. Like, okay, that was the range I was looking for. If it's significantly lower, you can choose to end the conversation, right? Mm Because you don't want to go through the entire interview process and then it's not a good match for both parties. Um, But I would say definitely know your range have, you know, if the recruiter doesn't give you a range, then give the high end of the range because you've done your market research, you understand you know, I'm looking for a range in between 150 and 170, and I'm open to understanding what the team has to offer. So that openness to understanding is really important because <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I don't know what the team has to offer. So let's be in a conversation about it. Also, I've seen folks just give a number and why we give a range as opposed to a number is because if you're like, yeah, I'm looking for 150 and they're like, okay, then it's, and, but they're, you know, maybe their 150 was the bottom of their range. Maybe then you don't want to sort of pigeon your, pigeonhole yourself into that. 
even the fact that you mentioned earlier that you knew all 400, I think of those employees name, like that's an awesome leader. People always talk about leadership style and, oh, what's your leadership style? But it sounds like you kind of have like individual, like you treat employees differently. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit more when, if people are trying to figure out their leadership style, can you kind of elaborate yeah. on that? Leadership isn't this like fixated, like, okay, now I've become the best leader and this is my <laughs> style and I'm rocking with this forever. Like that's not leadership. Like that's mm-hmm. fixed mindset. So for me, you know, I'm, you know, a lot of our team is Gen Z. <laughs> I'm a millennial. Um, and, and a lot of our clients too are, are actually like our youngest client was 22 and our oldest was about 66. We're in this age of massive consumption and massive individualism. And a lot of folks, and this isn't wrong, I want to be clear about that, are just like, I'm very unique and I'm really special and I'm not like everyone else, which is true, but it's the both and. It's like, yes, and you're human. And, um, <laughs> and, and we do have a lot of, you know, shared uh, similarities. So the way that I like to work with folks is in our first meeting at, with anyone that I meet who's on the team, we just actually onboarded someone this last week. And I was like, Hey, who are you? What do you like? Talk to me about your values. What makes you tick? You know, what, what are you working on developmentally? I want to support you. And I just want to know from, you know, from their their, their season of life, what are they working on and how can we at work well support? So I, organization skills have really helped me. I didn't have those, but in order to be an effective leader, I have to, I use my reminders on um, my computer and I have a note, uh, like a category for every single person that works on the team. And I just keep track of their development. And so every call I open up that note and I'm like, all right, last time we talked, you were working on this competency. Where are we at? How are you doing with that? And if I've seen improvement and growth, then I say, Hey, like I noticed you were working with like working on composure, dealing with ambiguity. Congrats. You've been doing that extremely well over the last, you know, several weeks and here's specifically how. So I do think it's important that people have individual plans. Number one, because, you know, we all want to feel seen and understood and and mentored. I think that's really important. You know, being a founder, I don't necessarily have a mentor in the company. Like I don't have a boss. Right. Right. And so I, but I know when I did have a boss, I knew how important it was to be seen by my boss and to be recognized and to feel challenged and pushed to my edges of growth. And so I do that um, because I know how helpful it was um, just in my, in my journey. At the end of every episode, I end with the Friday favorite, something I liked that week can be of benefit to the working girl. And today's Friday favorite is I found some Christmas lights at my desk at work and I put them up at my desk and it's very festive. So do the little small things just to make this end of the year feel a little bit better because it can be very stressful. There's a lot going on. Just do something to make this end of the year feel a little bit festive. Thank you so much for listening to Working Girl Talk. I hope you have a wonderful work day and I will talk to you next week.